SBI show is back. I am Garrett Cleverly. With me is Ivis Galarsep. I gotta say, Ivis, summer break. I know it was unannounced. We apologize for that. But still, man, a much needed break for both of you and I. Definitely, definitely, a uh, you know a much needed vacation. And I'm not gonna lie, I still wish I, w- I still wish I was on a beach in Florida, <laughs> as opposed to getting ready to get back, getting back into the full swing of things. But as we all know, vacations end, and now it's time to get back to reality. I know it's so sad. Europe, Europe has a great. You get the year, you get the month off. Like what is it, July, August? That's so nice. We uh, we're, we're doing it wrong. We do vacations. We are doing wrong. it wrong. I mean, I mean, I'll be honest. This is the first. I mean, I, I can't. I can't even remember the last time I actually took more than a week off. Uh, this so this is the this is the first for me in in in, in a while. Uh, and it was good, man. I mean, going down to Florida was really good. Yeah. Uh, I had a chance to spend time with the family and you know go all around the Gulf uh, the Gulf Coast and it was good. It was good and. Uh, you know, just being back in Jersey and back back in the action, and uh, it's just like you know, like I said, it's like riding a bike. You know, you just hop right back on. I'm at the Red Bull Arena on Saturday, uh, back in the action, and uh, there's plenty to talk about. Well, of course, there's plenty to talk about. You have previous weekend for Major League Soccer. You got the summer transfers, European Americans abroad. Look, we got time to be serious, Ivis. I think everyone wants to know. I want to know. You got to say what was the best part about your vacation. Uh, hmm, that's a good question. I mean, you know, we got we did quite a bit in the time we were down there. Uh, we spent time at Clearwater Beach, which we we tend to do every couple of years. That was a good time. Bush Gardens. I got to say this: this is this is going to be the old man, one of the old man rants, right? Jeez. Oh, so when when you're a kid, a few things better than the amusement park, right? When you go to an amusement park, Ooh, Great Six Flags, Disneyland, yeah, it's kick ass. Yeah, Bush Garden, and you know, yeah, it's it's heaven. Exactly. But, but when you're a parent. It sucks. It's just not. It's oh, it's <laughs> really? like, yeah, because you're running. You know, you're like, it's just a hassle. You're old. Aren't your kids you old gotta, enough to kind of like go do their own thing now? Nah, yeah. I mean, if it were up to me, I mean, I would just let them. I would just, <laughs> just let them. You know, but I, I mean, yeah, I'll see you at five. <laughs> my, yeah, my wife's not down. Like, she's not down with that. But no, it was good. I mean, Bush Bush Gardens was. I'm sure they had a they had a great time. For me, I'd say the. Uh, I, I tell you what, I took the the boys to a Tampa Bay Rowdies game, yeah. and they had they had a great time. They had a great time. It was Tampa Bay against Jacksonville, and it, it was just a chill chill atmosphere, chill vibe. You know, a good game, uh, plenty of goals, and then just just the experience there. I mean, I had a great time. I mean, that was it was the first non Cosmos NASL match I'd been to. Uh, Tampa, I always, I always see pictures and just their social media. I mean, Tampa Bay just—they seem like they have a good thing going down there. Yeah, no, it's a good, it's a chill vibe, very chill vibe. I mean, you got Thomas Wrong in there, who's, I mean, he's amazing, he's mm-hmm. hilarious, you know. And and then they, they got, they got some good talent on that team. I gotta say, I'm surprised at the at the results. I know they have some injuries and everything, but uh, uh, just yeah, I mean, the kids had a good time. I mean, uh, so, so now, so so now, some of the Tampa Bay players are their favorite players, just because they, <laughs> because they met them and took pictures with them, so. No, that was a good time, and I gotta say, going to Captiva Island and spending a day there with the with the family was nice. That's a it's a beach uh, near Fort Myers, a very very chill beach, and and that and that for me, that last day of the vacation was, was probably the most the best day for me. Oh, that's nice too. Yeah, last day you're on the beach doing nothing. Yep. You don't want it to end. You don't want that day to end. No, not at all. Not would at you? All. So wait, so let's talk. What'd you do? I mean, you'd have a show. To worry about so did you take advantage of that to you know get things ready i mean the wedding you know it's like six- dude i have been barred from the, I, i'm not allowed to do anything for the wedding <laughs> are you serious yes Come my on. fiance's mother-in-law told me that today so i'm off the hook for everything which is kind of nice i bought a new i bought a new suit. i have a cousin's wedding i'll be in philadelphia in two weeks so i bought a new suit i went oh, oh i went nice. i went wakeboarding i went cliff jumping i went rock climbing dude i, I had a busy two weeks so hey, you're, if you're gonna be in Philly, we're gonna have to do some. We have to get do something. We're gonna I have don't to... know. It's Labor Day weekend, man. I'm kind of there for the wedding the entire time. Uh, look, I love how everyone gets to hear you blow me off. That's I love that. I'm not. Oh my god, stop it! <laughs> I did blow you off the first time I went to New York a couple years ago when I called Franco. I didn't bother calling you to hang out. 
that's it. Yeah, the old man. Nobody wants to call the old man. I figured, you, I figured you. I was like, I was not gonna come out. He has kids. There's no way. <laughs> I, I get out. I can get out. But uh, nah, it's, it's all. It's all right. You know. Well, I gotta say, this is something else that that happened while we were gone. So for for the listeners, who, I mean, I don't know if we ever even talked about it. I think we may have. You know, there were some tentative conversations about meeting up for the CONCACAF Olympic qualifying um, tournament in Utah when they when they're at Rio Tinto. But unfortunately, because of the Confederations Cup playoff game, uh, it's going to be the same exact day now. So I will not be going to Utah. I will not be going to Rio Tinto for that. Uh, I will be going to L.A. for the Confederations Cup playoff game. So we will not get to meet there. Uh, hopefully nothing comes up that will bar you from, from going to MLS Cup. And we could do something, do something in MLS Cup. Oh, I'll be, I will be at MLS Cup. That is, that will happen this year. All right. See, now it's on the record. So we no matter to... what, there's no way I'm missing MLS Cup. I missed it last year for whatever for reason. Your, I missed your it. Your fiance's birthday. You can tell. Yeah. <laughs> 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 whatever. Okay. I'll be at MLS <laughs> Cup. All right, Ivis. We need to get into the show. We got to get serious because look, we missed a couple of weeks, so there's a few things. Not a few things. There's a lot for us to talk about, right? Yeah, I don't think we're going to get to all of it. I mean, obviously, there were a ton of transfers. Yeah. MLS MLS went crazy with the summer transfers thanks to targeted allocation money. Uh, the analogy I used in my Gold.com story was was like it was like the college kids with their first credit card just going crazy and buying everything. You're buying, you're buying surfboards. You're buying parakeets. You just you don't even know. You're just <laughs> buying stuff because you're just buying crazy stuff because you don't you never had a credit card. You don't know what to do with it. So. That MLS teams were going nuts, and I gotta say there were some really good buys, and, mm-hmm. and we're not gonna we'll we'll touch on some of them in our review of this past weekend's matches, but unfortunately we won't be able to get to all the signings. So apologies in advance if you were hoping to hear us talk about your team's summer signings because we will not be able to get to all of them. Well, Ivis, as you said, this past weekend, lots of action, lots of good games, and what was hands down, obviously. With you can't even argue it. Best game of the weekend. Sporting Kansas City, Vancouver Whitecaps, and Kansas City. Three goals after the 80th minute. They walk off with a victory over Vancouver, who just kept attacking throughout the entire match. Um, look, Sporting Kansas City is on a roll right now. I have his third in the Western Conference, undefeated last three matches. Uh, they won the U.S. Open Cup. Dude, things are going very, very well for Kansas City right now. Well, they're in the final of the U.S. Open Cup. Don't yes. give it to them already. I mean, come on. I'm sorry. You're right. They're in the final. They play in Philly. So I can see why you want to already give it to them. Yeah, they won their previous two Open Cup finals. Man, they'll just they'll just stay perfect. That's just yeah. But you know. they've won those at home. Now they got to go to the Cauldron, that is PPL Park. I think they'll be. And fine. Uh, we'll see, man. It's gonna be a good one. I'm, uh, I'm not. You know, that's uh, Re- regardless. That? Though. Regardless, though, Ivis, the game from this weekend, game of the week, game Sporting of the week. Kansas City defeats Vancouver. One of the games of the year. Unbelievable comeback for them. Well, here's the thing, right? Usually, these games when you get a game like this that you go into the weekend that this is supposed to be the best game. A lot of times these games don't live up to the hype. A lot of times they, they fall flat there. You get these chess matches that end up being like one zeros. You get very, you know, very, very tight matchups. And this one was just, they just, it was a crazy game. I mean, you had back and forth, you had Vancouver take it, taking it to them. Kakuta Mane, who every now and then just has a game where he oh, has that, yeah. he has the turbo button on and he is just a handful. Um, and 3-1, when Pedro Morales hits that free kick 3-1, you're thinking, this is it. It's done. It's a wrap. And credit to Sporting KC, man. They just continue to impress, continue to – and they have the best points per game in the, in the league. Uh, and it's, it's it's not by accident because they're playing extremely mm-hmm. well. Uh, Peter Vermees has done an outstanding job with that group. And, and that really sent him – for me, I think that win really sends a message that, you know what, they're for real. And as much as, you know, L.A. – Seattle, uh, you know, you have these other teams that, that are going to get the headlines and, and had the big summer signings. Sporting Kansas City is a tough, tough team, and they're going to be they're going to be a handful for uh, heading into the playoffs. And you're exactly right. That, that's the interesting thing about Sporting Kansas City. I was, when you look at their team compared to the other teams around them that are in the playoff race right now. I mean, Sporting Kansas City has quietly, slowly, and built their team into what it is now. And then all the other teams went out, picked up players, and I mean, Sporting Kansas City to the pad. I was, they really didn't bring anyone in. No, they didn't. Um, well, I mean, they did. They had the one signing, the the one midfielder. But uh, you know, for the most part, obviously they made the trade for Mobi Kugo, But the guys that are getting it done for them are the guys that were part of their kind of core from the beginning. I mean, a guy like Kevin Ellis who's really emerged. Uh, Namath, uh, Christian Namath, the forward. 
Obviously, Dom Dwyer's really hit his stride. And then you have Benny Fellhaber, who's an MVP uh, candidate, uh, having an unbelievable year and, and uh, in, increasing the calls for, for his return to the national team as much as Jurgen Klinsmann just is not. I'm sorry. I just I just don't see it happening. I, don't, I think Klinsmann's made up his mind on, on Fellhaber. Uh, you know, people like people can like it or not, but it, ultimately, Klinsman's the guy who he's the guy with the invitations to the ball, and and he's not giving Phil Haber one, regardless of how well he does. Um, but still, Phil Haber is killing it. He's playing some of the best soccer in the league, and you know they have they have that makeup of a team that I mean, even though they don't have that 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 international caliber superstar type player on their team, they don't have uh, Giovanni, uh, you know. Steven Gerrard, De Santos, David Villa, uh, they, they don't have that type of player. They, they, you look at them as a team and you think this team can absolutely win it. I mean, they obviously have several players from the team that won it when they won MLS Cup a couple of years ago. So, they, I mean, they know how to win. And I, I tell you what, I, I, you look at them as a team, they're, they're, t- they're so tough to play against. And I look forward to seeing them go up against the Seattles, the LAs, and see how they match up against these teams that have totally revamped their rosters. On Saturday, Ivis, you were at this match. New York Red Bulls defeated Toronto FC 3-0. to And for New York, I mean, it's another impressive win, especially after defeating New York City FC the week before 2-0. to And uh, and for New York, Ivis, I mean, their back line starting to show some really good form. I mean, holding back Toronto FC, keeping them scoreless, I mean, that's not an easy task. Big win for New York, who is now second in the Eastern Conference. The Red Bulls are on a roll, man. Uh, I got to say... Uh, Jesse Marsh has his team playing outstandingly. They've really bought into his system, the high pressing system and their midfield, their midfield is, you know, they, they don't, they don't have the, again, once again, we're talking about the international names, but their, their midfield doesn't have the, the, the glamor names in it, but you could argue they want they have one of the best midfielders, midfields in the league, midfield units in terms of how they play, the balance that they have, the roles that, that they fill, that midfield is so tough to play against, and we saw it. We've seen it now for two weeks. They've played against uh, teams that were more high profile, mid, mid, that had midfields mm-hmm. that were my, more high profile, and they have played them on both occasions. And, and in this TFC game, you you saw it again. Red Bulls midfield completely dom- for me dominated TFC, and now uh, you know DC still has I think what is it a five point cushion atop the East, but the Red Bulls are coming, man. The Red Bulls are coming. And, you know, I, I look at them and I think the way they're playing right now and with the additions that they had. And I, I, I said this even earlier in the year when they were playing well early in the year. And I still kind of had my questions. And I was like, you know, I still feel like they need a couple of players. They need a couple of players. Well, guess what? They went out and got a couple of players. They got Gonzalo Verón, uh, the Argentinian uh, midfielder. He's dynamic. He's versatile. And, and he scored in this game. And he, yeah. he already showed. You see the quality he's got. Yeah, the, he the, he has the quality to make a difference. So you have him. You have Sean Wright Phillips. Let's not forget now, Sean Wright Phillips, English Premier League veteran, uh, another guy who can make an impact. And all of a sudden, you have depth on this team, depth in the attack, and they're a team. I mean, for me, they absolutely can get to the MLS Cup final. I'm not going to say they could win it. I'm not ready to go there because mm-hmm. I think I still think the champion comes out of the West when it's all said and done. But right now, even though DC United's on top of that East. If you're asking me who who I put my money on right now to be in MLS Cup from the East, I'm going. I'm going to say the Red Bulls. Well, on the other side of the ball, you have Toronto FC, Ivis, and and with them, look, you have your your three headed monster out there. You, you have the players that you want out there, but do not produce goals against the New York Red Bulls. It's, you you need to pick up wins eventually. Look at their schedule last five weeks. You can say, okay, they've been playing tougher opponents, but you, eventually you need to start winning these games. Below you is Montreal, who improved. Orlando City, who continues to so flashes. New York City FC, eventually maybe they'll figure it out. I mean, Toronto Ivis, they could be looking on the outside, looking in, not making the playoffs again this year. Well, I'd say this about TFC. I wouldn't get too crazy about this game. Uh, here's what it comes of time, uh, international call-ups and injuries and the like. And, and they just they, – they don't have a good rhythm right now as a team. Uh, they, they've really relied a lot on Jovinko to work his magic and really carry them in a lot of these games. Um, but when you look at them right now, they're just not playing well as a group. And I think it's going to – uh, it looks like it's probably going to take them a bit of time now to get back into finding a rhythm. Uh, Michael Bradley, you can argue the last couple of games, he's just not—he's not in great form. Joel Zyatsudor certainly is not in good in good form at all. I mean, you just have to say flat out, he's in—he's not in yeah. good form. He's not in good form at all. 
Um, and and again, that all goes to back to just the way that the group plays as a team. They're way too reliant on Javinko. They need other guys to step up. Um, and you know, it's going to be up to Greg Vanny to figure out the figure out how things can work with that group. I think one positive from this game definitely was Hercules Gomez. What he showed in his debut, he's gonna he he's gonna give them something they definitely need in their attack. They need another player who can provide who can give you some quickness, some skill on the ball, a goal scoring threat. Uh, and I think he he's gonna be he's gonna be something that somebody who's gonna make things easier for Javinko and for Altidore if you play them together I think I, I think you got to find a way to get Hercules Gomez in your starting lineup and play him with Altidore uh, play Javinko underneath them play Bradley deeper and I think then you can start looking at a team uh, that could really really start to show like play like a team you expect that's spending the money they're spending the way they looked on Saturday it was just not good enough it just was not. The midfield just was not didn't create enough. They were completely dominated for me by the Red Bulls midfield. So uh, it was an ugly game, but I wouldn't get too crazy about TFC. You know, I think they could still turn things around. Well, up in the Pacific Northwest, the Seattle Sounders have finally stopped the bleeding. They defeated Orlando City 4-0. to Obafemi Martins is back. He scores a goal. But uh, the big thing, Ivis, is the acquisition for Seattle, all their new players, um, in their roster, Nelson Valdez, new player, scores a goal. Roman Torres from Panama, he's now playing for them. Uh, I mean, Seattle, I was very busy over the last couple of weeks, and finally they get a victory over, over Orlando City to snap a losing streak. Well, that's the thing, right? Five games in a row they'd lost, right? They had one win. They had one win. They had eight losses in nine matches, right? So they were complete free for all. Say it was. I was. You know, obviously we're on vacation. You know, I unplugged from MLS between the Gold Cup and the vacation. I kind of, you know, really detached myself from MLS for for a good chunk of time. Uh, But it was amazing to me to see how people had were already they already had the shovels out to throw dirt on the Sounders grave like the, the, the Sounders were done. And it's just like, how do you ignore the fact that they didn't have Obafemi Martins for two months? Yeah, they didn't have Clint Dempsey for the Gold Cup. Uh, you know, for that whole uh, that whole month, and then obviously the suspension before that, mm-hmm. um, and Osvaldo Alonso again also hurt another guy who's who's injured. So you're missing they're arguably their three best players for a chunk of time. They obviously they, they couldn't manage without those guys, and now those guys are going to start coming back. And Seattle went out and did an unbelievable job on on the transfer market. Yes, they did uh, to get three top shelf potential impact players roman torres i love this signing i mean the guy is a beast the guy's a beast central central defender he steps in and when you want to talk about roman torres and chad marshall together right or right away boom those two one mm-hmm. of the best tandems in the league hands down uh you know well, look, just, just just the upgrade over brad evans right there too now you have a true center back right and, and it's not just the upgrade but also the fact that it frees up evans to yes that be too the, to be the versatile guy that you can plug in anywhere to, to learn a new position <laughs> and he doesn't have to learn them he plays them he can play essentially he can play defensive I know, midfield. he can play any position he can play on the, on the right no but he's i mean he's obviously for me he's 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 better in the midfield and then we saw against orlando obviously alonzo's still out you plug evans in in the, in the middle of the park and he, he does the job for you but yes back to the, yeah torres you had nelson valdez who who you know is a is a is a proven uh, forward, and he scores in his debut, and then obviously Andreas Ivanchitz, who didn't even I don't think he even played in this game. No, nope. he hasn't made his debut yet. So you know, all of a sudden we saw today, people have been reminded now with this game of just what they can be, and I know the cynics were out as soon as I said it because I silly me on Twitter I I tweet Seattle you know the Sounders are back and all right away it's like <laughs> oh. Why are they back? Because they beat a 10-man Orlando City team. That means nothing. That proves nothing. It's like, listen, folks. Yes, Orlando is not a good – the Orlando team was down a man, and they're also shorthanded because they're missing a lot of guys for in, from in, through injuries and whatnot. But it, it's not really the point. The point is this Orlando te- – uh, this Seattle team, when they get Martins, Dempsey, Alonzo back, Torres, Ivanchis, Valdez, all these guys, they, I mean, t- they are, for me – there's there there's a penthouse right in MLS. There's a penthouse of title contenders. There's two teams in that penthouse: L.A. Seattle. And 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 if you th- I know the more things change, the more they stay the same. It's still those same two teams. As much as Seattle's eight losses in nine had people thinking, "Oh, they're done. They're toast." Um, no, they're not because they were going to get those guys back, and now they're getting them back. 
And I know it's, you know, you still need the chemistry. You still need to, to make all the pieces fit. But you know what? Siggy Schmidt's a good coach. And he's he, he's going to, you know, it's going to be on him to make it all work. And, and you know, you look at his track record, he, he usually does a good job with that. So for me, Seattle, man, they're, they're going to be a terror uh, the rest of the way. And I, I got, I love some of these signings, especially Torres, man. Roman, mm-hmm. Roman, I mean, if you, anyone who watched the gold cup and watched Panama play, I mean, the guy is a beast and he has been, he has been, he's been a good defender for Panama for years. And uh, I thought that was an absolutely brilliant signing for them. And New York city FC defeated DC United three to one, a great bounce back victory for them after losing to the New York Red Bulls the previous weekend. And, uh, also, first victory when you have Pirlo under their belt for New York Ivis. I mean, look, defeating D.C., top spot in the Eastern Conference, I mean, this is a big result for them. No, no question. I mean, I think we've seen it through the years, uh, through this year. D.C., they, they've been able to get results, obviously, throughout the season, but they have they have laid a few eggs uh, in the season, and was, this was definitely one of those eggs that they laid. It could have been an uglier, even an, an even uglier scoreline, if not for Bill Hamid uh, stepping up with some big saves. But it's definitely a result NYC needed. Uh, to to kind of stop the bleeding and and to keep them uh, in the firing line there for the playoff race. Uh, you don't want to get too crazy about it, about this being a full blown turnaround because because it still comes down to can they defend consistently? Can mm-hmm. they put together defensive efforts on a week to week basis that that has you believe? Because if once they do that, once if and when Jason Christ gets this defense sorted out, finds the combination that's going to work. Then, then they they could absolutely skyrocket up the standings because you 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 have to think they're going to have the attack, they're going to have uh they're going to generate chances, they're going to generate goals. It's just that defense that's a question. And and you know seeing Pirlo, uh you know do well in this game, obviously he had the nice assist. Uh, I know people were already all over him <laughs> in the Red Bulls game. It's one game. Well, the, the, it's not even about the, that. It's just the fact that he's in preseason mode like he's not people don't realize how tough it is for players who are coming into this is basically the start of the season for them and they're going into games and going up against players that are in mid-season i mean it's like i mean it's honestly it's like jump it's like being dropped on a highway uh with a bicycle and saying all right now get out of here and like try to like not get run over um obviously Pirlo is a great player I'm sure he will adjust once he gets settled in, once he gets match fitness, once he gets uh, back to you know 100. Uh, he he's gonna be, he's gonna do his thing. He's gonna I, I, for, of that I have no doubt. And any anyone who, who who watched that Red Bulls game and thought, oh, he's gonna struggle here, he's not gonna be any good here. Sorry, folks, you were a little early on that. Pirlo's gonna be fine. But the big question still remains: is is the defense gonna be okay? Because if the defense doesn't get sorted out with NYCFC. It doesn't matter what via uh, Pirlo, Lampard, makes this group. It doesn't matter what those guys do because they're going to just keep giving up too many goals, and they're not they're flat out. They're not going to make the playoffs. And Ivis, when you talk about like just ultimate daggers to the heart, perfect example right here: Portland Timbers defeating Real Salt Lake one to zero, and the guy who gets the goal, Nat Borchers, in the 95th minute. I mean, as an RSL fan, it just has to make you absolutely sick to see a former player scoring a goal. Game winner that late in the match for Portland, though. I guess they're putting together some good results undefeated last three matches. Another big result for them. They're finding a way to win, man, and 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 there's something to be said for that. And it's crazy because anyone who follows Portland closely knows that in the past, you know, they've been on the other end of that. In the past, they've they they've found a way to give up a result late. Uh, they've they've had plenty of games and games against RSL where the, you can absolutely say. They were the better team, but then some. You know, for whatever reason, they don't finish, or, or, or Nick Romano stands on his head, and then RSL gets the result. So it's kind of a what goes around comes around thing. They finally, uh, on the other end of that, they 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 beat RSL. Finally, goal. Nat Borchers, credit to him. You know, he obviously didn't didn't celebrate the goal. It was against his former team. That's a huge result for Portland because they they're yep. still in the thick of this big logjam at the in the West. There are six teams in the West. I, I know there's still two months to go, and, and and anything can happen. And you know, Houston and San Jose, I'm sure, still feel like they they have every opportunity to try to jump back into the race. But for me, it's a six team race in the West. Yep. Those six, the playoff. The, the, for me, the playoffs are set. I know Houston's getting uh, Kubo Torres. I know they're you know it, they could look. Seattle's the sixth spot in the Western Conference. Let's just say, for, I mean, is Houston really going to pass Seattle? There's just no way. 
that's the thing. It's done. It's done. I mean, apologies to all the teams. If your team's currently in the seventh to tenth spots right now, my apologies, but the season's over for you guys. You're not making the playoffs. The six teams in the the top six in the West is mm-hmm. it's set. It's set. The only question is what order it's going to end up in. Uh, for me, I think FC again. No, <laughs> I know FC Dallas fans think I hate them, but you do. I think for me, I think. Come on. No, I'm just realizing FC Dallas is going to be five or six. They're not going to be a top four team. It's not going to happen. Uh, LA and Seattle are going to be top four teams. That and and I think them Vancouver. Uh, actually, no, them. I think them and KC. Those three teams are going to definitely be in the top four. And then you're going to have a good battle between uh, I think Vancouver and Portland for that fourth spot yep. in the top four. I think that's how it's going to play out. Uh, I don't think that's a stretch. I don't think any anyone, you know, speaking completely uh, impartially, if you look at that, I don't know how anyone could even argue that, that that is being an unreasonable projection. Um, but for me, Portland, that's why, as tight as that is, uh, we all know last year what happened. They missed out uh, to Portland, to, to Vancouver last year. That It's going to come down to those two teams, I think, to see who finishes in the top four. And uh, this win is huge for Portland in that chase to try to catch Vancouver. Also, Portland, we didn't have a chance to talk about it. Uh, they brought in a new DP. Um, Ivis, uh, Lucas Milano has shown moments. Uh, Argentinian forward. Um, what, what do you make of this move, Portland bringing him in? I think it's a great move. I mean, obviously, they spent they spent big money, a reportedly $5 million transfer. Uh, and it's great to see MLS sign a young talent who's sought after by teams throughout in, in top leagues in, in Europe. And, and, you know, obviously, and also Mexico. Mexican clubs were interested in Milano as well, and and I know he hasn't broken through and become a dominating figure yet. And but he's still young and raw. But you see the ability, you see the talent. He's a guy who I think is going to be a handful in this league, and and it's good to see MLS now, MLS teams now investing in top end young talent and and starting to draw uh, those type of players to the league. And 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 we all know about the older players, the Drogba's, the Gerards, the Pirlo's. But when you can get those younger guys as well, I think that helps. I mean, you, you have Milano, who's 22. You have Gonzalo Verón, who's 25 with the Red Bulls. Uh, you want to see more of those type of players who who can blossom in the league and who can really thrive in their prime in MLS and then maybe take a step from there. Maybe if if, if you have Milano shine in Portland and really and be a play, be a star player, you know, maybe two, three years from now, Portland's selling him to a team in Europe for millions of dollars, and and then suddenly MLS becomes a, a league that that you know players around the world can look at, at in that level where they know I can go there and my career can continue on an upward trajectory. So I think it's great. Well, not just him. I mean, you look at some of the other summer transfers that did come over. I mean, obviously, New York Red Bulls had a DP at 25 years old. We haven't even got into the Columbus career. They added a bunch of players in their 20s. I mean, overall, when you look at all these, you know, that quote-unquote retirement league, yes, there were some guys, but mixed in, there's all like these quieter guys, guys that you don't know yet. You're exactly right. I mean, a lot of guys in their mid-20s came over to Major League Soccer. I mean, that that's a huge step forward for what this league is trying to accomplish. No, and I, I agree. I mean, look at Ramon Torres. Uh, I mean, I think he's someone who, who's, who has plenty of good years left. Um, yeah, we know. We know about Drogba, Pirlo, Gerard. We know about those guys, but it is great to see more and more younger guys. Gio De Santos. Exactly. Giovanni, Giovanni De Santos is 26. He looks like he's having a ball. I mean, he looks like he, he really... He's already. He, I mean, yeah, obviously on the field, he's playing amazingly already. But even off the field, just all the things he's doing, it's been hilarious to see how how it's, how everything he's... As you mentioned uh, in our pre, <laughs> pre-show uh, talk about how every aspect of everything he's doing in L.A. is being covered by media... Uh, you know, some of it league media, but uh, it, it, it's, <laughs> Every, it's pretty hilarious. Everything. Gio DeSantos brushes his teeth. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, but it, it's, it's, it's in it's and great. out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So no, but it's, it's great to see, man. And uh, I think that's one of the exciting, one of the very exciting things about yeah. the summer window is, it, and it's, it kind of shows you the development of the league, right? Or the mm-hmm. evolution of the league, the growth of the league. The fact that, you know, obviously, when Drogbug signs, when Pirlo signs, those things are going to yeah, grab headlines. But the fa- I feel like this year, uh, the average MLS fan wasn't so caught up in those signings. I feel like the average MLS fan got more excited about the, 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 those other signings that made sense. Those, you know, when, when they Roman Torres, uh, uh, Gonzalo Verón, Milano. Like I, I feel that I feel like those signings reverberated more in, among MLS fans than those Drogba signings, those Pirlo signings, which obviously, you know, 
may, yeah, casual sports fans probably saw were noticed those more. But I just think it just shows I think the growth of the MLS fan that that they they understand uh, that it's not just about the big names. There are a lot of big moves this summer. A, a lot of teams improved, and I mean, you just look at MLS as a whole. I mean, you could definitely say the league, in terms of talent quality, definitely took a step forward with the addition of all these players. In uh, a little bit of a rematch, you could say Philadelphia played Chicago Fire uh, to a three-three draw. I say rematch because earlier Philadelphia defeated Chicago uh, in the U.S. Open Cup. Philadelphia is in the final, hosting Sporting Kansas City. Um, but for Philadelphia, Ivis, actually for both these teams, because Philadelphia is only a point higher than Chicago. Let's face it, they're probably not going to make the playoffs, but they both teams do have a chance. I mean, playing to a draw here, I mean, it's like shooting yourselves in the foot. Both these teams cannot get out of each other's way, almost. Well, of these two teams, I got to say, I, I mean, I, you got for me, the Union should be the more disappointed team. I mean, obviously, the Fire can they can be disappointed with the way they played, uh, except for Sean Johnson, who was like oh, Superman yeah, tonight. He had like I mean, thirty saves in that game. He, yeah, he had he he should have all five MLS Save of the Week nominees. It should seriously be the Sean Johnson MLS Save of the Week award this week. If he doesn't have at least four, three or four of those among the five, then it's just it's just a joke. But anyway, uh, but the Union, the Union had so many chances to put this game away. So many chances. They should have blown this game open. They were the better team, created the better chances. They were playing a fire team who chose to rest. Uh, rest their key players. I mean, they, you know, Harry Ship, Mike McGee, Matt Poster, you know, a lot of guys that were not in the starting lineup for the beginning of this game. And Philly, you know, they should have won this game flat out, and they gave it away. They gave away two points. Um, I, I mean, it's it's fair to say, look, the Fires playoff chances, their hopes, done, even before this game. But for Philly, you win this game, all of a sudden, you you know what? It's things are looking up. You're you're in in the on the in the range of potential and jumping back into the playoff race. But now with this two drop points, two precious points, uh, I don't know. Now it's tough to say. It's tough to look at that and say that uh, they they have a realistic chance now. And on Saturday, LA Galaxy defeated FC Dallas two to one. We talked about it uh, a couple minutes ago. Dos Santos has been huge for the Galaxy. He's already come in. Um, he's already had a goal and two assists. LA Galaxy also some other moves on top of that, bringing in Donovan Ricketts. And uh, look, Ivis Galaxy, they're on a roll right now. Three match winning streak in Major League Soccer. They win the opening match and group playing the Concacaf Champions League. At this point, let's just give them the trophy. It's all said and done. What trophy is that? Supporter Shield and the MLS Cup and the CONCACAF mm. Champions League trophy. So they're just going to win all, everything? They're going to win yeah. everything at this point. Eh, I mean, they Actually, could. they're probably not because Dan Gargan's not playing, so this is actually probably going to be We're going to get to that. I think Bruce Arena listens to the show, and I think he I think he happy. does, yeah. He wasn't happy with all the attention the, we were giving. The we're Dan Gargan hype. It was, it, was, it was overwhelming. Yeah, no. That, he, he had to nip it in the bud. Uh, I got to say, man, going down to Texas – in the summer yep. and getting a win, that's impressive, man. It's not easy going down into that heat in Frisco and uh, and getting three points, and they, they did. Robbie Keane doing his thing, two goals. Uh, L.A.'s going to roll, man. They're going uh, to – I'm not, I'm not going to hand them the trophy because I still think – I think there's several teams who could knock them off, and I think Seattle is right there with them. I think, as I said earlier, I think there's a penthouse. L.A. and Seattle are in that penthouse, and then you have that kind of like mezzanine <laughs> just below that where you have – Vancouver, KC, uh, Red Bulls, and, and, and DC, <laughs> Portland, I, DC, Portland. You know the other six. So, I mean, so, the it other sounded four. like sounded like you were hurting yourself by saying DC in that list, Ivis. No, you know what it is here because I mean, no, they 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 they're a veteran team. They get results, but I just think the playoffs are a different I thing, know, and I, just, I don't they, I don't see it. I don't like I, that's what what I, the reason I hesitate is because I for me there's six teams you can talk about. Uh, right now that you look at them and you could say, yeah, they could win a title. Uh, obviously there are more, I mean, if new England got hot, but I, but for me, the six teams are, you have the top two in the penthouse, you have LA and Seattle. Of course. Then below, then, then you have KC Vancouver, which I think are, are kind of your next two. Yeah. And, and then fair. you have red, and then you have red bulls in DC. And I think the, the, I think that's six in the, in, in the, in the three tiers for me, those are the six teams we can, there's going to be, if, if there's a champion that's not among those six teams, I will be shocked. Very shocked. Um, so that's why I was hesitating a bit. Uh, you know, no, I, put, I know what I, you mean. Look, look, the thing is with all these teams, they all went out and added players. DC, nothing against them. I mean, they have a good team to begin with. They don't have to add players. But when you think of guys that 
you know, I can put the team on my back and deliver a victory. I mean, DC, they're a good team overall, but I mean, can can Sabarillo do that? I, he's not that guy, Ivis. He's not going to put the team on his back. I, I get what you're saying with DC. They just they don't have that that flashy guy that that can take care of business and get the job done. Well, that's the thing, right? I mean, that's the and then there's a question for some of these teams is is who? I mean, just looking at the way teams are now. I feel like, yeah, you have to have that superstar guy or a couple of superstar guys who can really carry you or really step up in when the, when the light's the brightest. And, you know, I think Seattle obviously has those guys. L.A. has those guys. I mean, you could argue Vancouver with a guy like Pedro Morales is, mm-hmm. is, is kind of a difference maker. KC now with the way Failhaber's playing and Dom Dwyer, you, you could argue those guys, are, you know, qualify. Um, but then when you get down to, D, you know, D.C. and the Red Bulls, uh, D.C., Mm, I, I'm not sold yet. And in the Red Bulls, you know, Bradley Bright Phillips, obviously, yes, he scored a ton of goals uh, the last couple of years. But, you know, have we see, seen him in the playoffs uh, do it yet? And that, that's going to be the big question mark. Can he be that guy for them uh, in this playoff stretch run? So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's going to be exciting, man. It's going to the playoffs are going to be insane, especially in the West. Because once you get to the semifinals in the West, you're gonna it's gonna be bonkers. You know, you could have just kept that general and said right Phillips on New York, so that way if Sean did well, it'd make you look really good, Ivis. Yeah, I mean he's good too. I mean I don't know if he's the guy who's gonna carry you, but uh, I think it is gonna come down to Bradley Ray Phillips because I mean he's looking good. You know he's having another good year. Obviously everyone talked about oh when Henri leaves, will he still be able to score goals? And he's been doing it, man. He looks legit. He's completely plays like a DP. He is a legitimate forward, one of the top forwards in the league. Uh, but I want to see him in the playoffs be that guy uh, and and carry them into the into the later rounds because they're going to need him to do that. New England Revolution, the last time we left them, Ivis, they were slowly coming out of that long losing streak. They had a victory. They had a draw. Things were on the up and up. Now they have back-to-back wins. They defeated Houston Dynamo 2-0 to this past weekend, and once again, climbing up the Eastern Conference. And for New England, the last couple weeks have been very good for them. Fingers crossed. Hopefully, the trend continues for them if you're a New England fan. No, it was a, this was a very unique game with all these weather delays. Uh, but yeah, no, this is a big win for them. I mean, they, they, they need to keep winning their games, uh, their home games, and, and, and try to climb back in there to maybe to put some pressure on the top two. In the East, um, getting having Jermaine Jones back is obviously a big is big for them. Uh, you do have to ask yourself, you know, is is it going to hurt them that they didn't really do much in the summer transfer window? They, they you know they uh, that they pretty much stood pat. They pretty much have the team that that you know they had last year going to MLS, to MLS Cup minus AJ Source. So uh, I don't know, man. New England's a unique one because they have the weapons. They have played. Charlie Davis has been great. Obviously, they added Juan Agudelo. Um, they're a hard one to figure out yet, man, because I need to see them really play well and hit a stride like they hit last year uh, at, in the tail end of the season before we can even start talking about them going back to MLS Cup. I, I don't I don't see it um, just yet, but they could still do it. I mean, they still have the players. They still have Lee Wynn, Kellen Rowe, uh, Till Bunbury, Charlie Davies. I mean, we know they they have a ton of attacking weapons, but we still haven't seen them hit that stride yet. So right now it's a little early. And the final game of the weekend, San Jose defeated Colorado 1-0. Oh, my Lord. Anyone who uh, – seriously, MLS should have to send a gift certificate to anyone who watched this game uh, as payment for, for, for the just punishment that they endured watching this game. It was, it was atrocious. Well, moving from atrocious games to near-perfect games, it's time to talk Americans abroad – Tim Howard and Everton doing what they always do, off to a ridiculous hot start at the beginning of the Premier League season. Uh, what's new? Nothing really. Uh, Everton goes down, picks up a big victory against Southampton. Shout out for Tim Howard. I believe it was his 127th shout out for Everton, which is, once again, I mean, Tim Howard doing what he does. Great to see him. I was back at that top level. Hopefully he translates to the national team eventually. Uh, but Tim Howard, Everton, off to a hot start right now at the Premier League season. Yep, four points from two matches, and... Uh... Uh, it's interesting to see Tim Howard now. He he has gotten rid of the beard, and he's off to a pretty good start. So you have to wonder, you know, did he look at last season? And uh, you know, you know, most observers looked at last year and, and saw it as as a down year by his standards. And he obviously stuck with the beard throughout the year. So maybe he looked at it and said, yeah, you know what? Maybe maybe I I, I got all the mojo I was going to get out of the beard in the Belgium game at the World Cup. <laughs> it's time to let it go. 
he's back now. I look, you know, he looked good. He looked good in the Southampton game. Obviously, you know, he, he had four saves. He had a couple of big ones. Uh, Romelu Lukaku was outstanding there. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if Everton, uh, you know, they more often than not, they get off the slow starts, but uh, they're, they're off to a pretty good start this year. And it was a good weekend down in Mexico. Joe Corona picks up an assist, and Paul Ariola scores for Tijuana. Ivis, good to see the Americans doing well in Mexico. No, for sure. Ariola, you know, one of the last remaining uh, Americans uh, at Tijuana. Well, obviously, that, that's not quite true. There's a bunch of Americans still there, but in terms of the, the, you know, the group you had, that he was in. Right. I mean, you had Corona, Gomez, and Garza all leave all now, all this summer. Uh, and, and Ariola obviously stepped in there. He's still doing well. He's, uh, I think this is going to be a big year for him. He obviously had the under-20 World Cup where I thought he was one of the more consistent players for the U.S., and uh, and he's off to a great start. So I think this could definitely be a breakout year for him at Tijuana. Uh, Corona settled in nicely at Veracruz. I know that at the time of the signing, at the time of the move, it, it was it was a little surprising that that he was headed there because I know people thought he would, was going somewhere else. But he's he's fit right in, and, and Veracruz is off to a good start there. The Sharks, you gotta like them. Uh, it, you know that's their, their their team nickname, Los Tiburones. Uh, but yeah, no anyone who's who hasn't had a chance to check them out, you should watch them. Corona's uh, fit in well there, and he's playing well. Uh, in Bundesliga 2, second division in Germany, uh, Bobby Wood scores a goal, and uh, Andrew Wooten with a brace, and, uh, you know, good for them. You know, I'd like to see goals in the Bundesliga, second division not obviously as good, but still, nonetheless, they scored goals this past weekend. Why don't you be more of a snob? Why don't you be more of a snob? Way to just be like, eh, Bundesliga 2, well, whatever. I mean, it's, okay. What? They... what? 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 Like, come on. Like, have a little more respect there. Bundesliga 2, like, it's not the mm-hmm. Premier League, but it's still a pretty good league. It's not, it's it's nothing to, to sneeze at, man. It's actually, and as a matter of fact, apparently Klinsmann's impressed because uh, there are reports already coming out of Germany saying that Andrew Wooten has been called up for the upcoming friendlies. And when you look at the state of the American forward pool, I mean, it's not like an embarrassment. It's not like there's riches there. It's not like you have a ton of guys you can count on. Josie Altidore, is, his form is in the gutter. Um, and then there's just not a lot to choose from there. So if you have Bobby Wood starting regularly now, he's playing for Union Berlin. He, he's he's been he's started all their matches this year. You have Andrew Wooten who has five goals uh, on a Sandhausen team that is currently three and zero and in first place in Bundesliga two. You know what? Take those guys. You bring them in, and, and may, may, you could end up having those guys end up eventually being your starters in the in the Confederations Cup playoff game. So you never know. Well, in the actual Bundesliga, Aaron Johansson. Made the his, actual yeah, made his debut, uh, not the best one as uh, Bremen loses three to zero. He also, I, I believe he he tried a bicycle. Yeah, kick. it was really bad actually. And, and I don't want to bring that up because I mean, it's yeah, yeah, really keep it real. He, it's he pretty bad, the, he, dude. He missed the, He badly missed the bicycle kick, and then they came right back down and scored off of that. So that was uh, not an ideal start for him, but he'll be fine. I think he, he's going to settle in. There. I think he's going to do well there. I think. I think it is a great move for him. I know I know there was that possibility or that that talk about him coming to MLS, but you know, I just think at this point in his career, obviously he's being in the Bundesliga. I mean, if you have your pick between MLS and Bundesliga, you go to the Bundesliga. So I think it's good. Uh Bremen's a good club and and it's going to be fun to to see him play there. Uh, what you thought was going to be probably a, a, a quiet summer transfer window for the Americans abroad, Ivis, all of a sudden things start heaming up. Tim Ream is becoming the hottest transfer target for teams right now. There is a war between QPR and Fulham. Can you believe it that Tim Ream hot prospect right now? Yeah, it's crazy. Two London clubs are battling out. Fighting over him. Are fighting for, and it's, <laughs> it's, funny. it's funny because I was, you know, I was on vacation. And uh, so I wasn't around for a lot of the back and forth on this, but as I'm as I'm sifting through the archives, the story archives, and there it's like there are a half dozen stories about how he's about to sign for QPR. And now, what do you know? Fulham's going to step in, and by all accounts, Fulham's going to get him now uh, in a transfer that's going to probably be like close to three million dollars. So that's, I mean, I think that's a, hats off to to Reem that that he's done managed to do so well there. Uh, and actually will probably be and will be now probably be sold for more than he was sold uh, from MLS to, to Europe. So I think that's that's obviously a positive. Uh, and I got to I got to say that, you know, now that I think about it um, and I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody. I mean, I can't remember the last time MLS had a player that they sold who was then sold for more than he was originally sold from MLS mm. away from MLS. That that I think that one would be an interesting one because. 
I mean, think about it. Josie Altador, I think maybe Josie Altador was one. I think maybe. Um, maybe he, because I mean, his initial mm, ten, that it might be close. It might be. He might be. He might be the only one that's maybe, even close. Oh, yeah. I could actually, probably say no. I was gonna say Clint Dempsey, but maybe. Yeah. Well, I guess you could say that one. Yeah, I think. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, you know. You know. You know what? Nah. Eh. Nah. I think he went on a free. Or I if think he, was he, it? I can't remember now. Yeah, it's going back a ways. But anyway, point is, when he was sold there, I, 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 I can't. I can't imagine people would have thought, oh, three years later, four years later, five years later, or three years, you know, however many years it's been, that he would be the subject of a transfer war. So that I think that's pretty cool. Um, and we'll see what happens now. Goes to Fulham, and uh, I want to see what happens with him in the national team. I mean, I thought he deserved a little bit more of a look uh, with the national team. I know, he, and he had his one start in the Gold Cup. I think, I think for me, for my money, uh, you know, when you look at, think about it now. John Brooks is not starting for for uh, for Hertha Berlin, right? He, he he's 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 not off to a great start to his season. Ventura Alvarado is struggling badly at club at uh, Club America, although he had, I think you know he did better this last game that they played. Um, but these guys are not inspiring confidence. And then, and then you have Tim Ream. If Tim Ream moves to Fulham and if he has a good couple weeks there, a good month there, I mean, he, do you start him in that that all-important October Confederations Cup game? That, that's that's a big question. It's a big question, man. It's scary that's, to think that. Why is it scary to think know. that? I don't know. It's... Oh, and John Brooks and Alvarado? Are, don't don't, don't Alvarado, scare me. Alvarado's the truth, dude. I don't get why you got to hate on him. Hey, I, first of all, I've been accused of being the head of the Alvarado fan club when that's actually never been the case. I think he has talent. I think he yeah, could. Yeah, that's true. You gave me membership number five on that club. I think he can develop into a, a player. He I don't think. Time. Right. And I think people are just a little too quick to write him off just because that's the cool thing to do is to crap on some people. Yeah, just of like course. Crap on players. And then, and then soon, if some kid yeah. scores and scores a goal, then let's overhype him, of course. Right, exactly. But, uh, but yeah, but I'm, if you're asking me who, I, who I'm feeling confident about starting against Mexico in October for, the, for that all-important Confederations Cup spot, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going with Brooks Alvarado. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm probably, for me, I, I'd probably go Reem and Gonzalez or, or even Beasler. Beasler, I think Beasler's playing well now. I think, I think he's, his, his form has improved, but I don't know, man. That Klinsman... Klinsman does not have an easy decision to make. And thankfully for him, he has two months still to figure things out. Well, keeping it in Europe, uh, a bunch of leagues are now underway. Germany, France, and England have all kicked off. The other leagues kicking off in the next couple weeks. Uh, But in England, Ivis, I mean, at this point, you could stick a fork in them. Chelsea's season is already done. A measly one point in two matches. Uh, I mean, you could just say it's done for them at this point. (laughs) Come on, dude. Are you serious? Settle down. You can stick a fork in them. I mean, it's thirty-six. Just the they might as well just give up. You're drunk. There's uh, <laughs> there's thirty-six games I to know. go. I just, I just love English press because every game is just. <laughs> I just I love of, everything's the end of the, the world. Of the world. Yeah, I love it. I just the I love it so much. I mean, obviously, it's not ideal for them to be five points They'll back be already. Fine. <laughs> they will be fine. I think Chelsea will be fine. They got to get their whole doctor thing sorted. Oh with, my gosh, know. that thing is so yeah. ridiculous. Well, it's ridiculous because Mourinho made it ridiculous. Yes. I think he overreacted. You should have just let the medical staff do what they do and and, and not got all butthurt about it. Um, but yeah, no, Man City, the big win for them. Uh, I think they're off to a good start. Uh, Man, Man United is also off to a good start, 2-0. Uh, a couple of 1-0 wins. Uh, obviously, the, And for me, I'm impressed with Man United because obviously they, they had a busy summer as well. And they and it's still not over. I mean, they still could could make some big moves. Uh, they, they, they're waiting to figure out their whole... David De Gea situation. Uh, they're holding out for more money from Real Madrid, um, but yeah, man, Chelsea's not off to. It's you know one point. Uh, one of the head, it's funny. One of the headlines in in England already is uh, Doctor Doctor. I have I've played two matches and only have one point. So I thought that was a pretty good headline. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's a pretty good headline. But uh, but yeah, no, I I wouldn't worry. I wouldn't worry about Chelsea. Um, I think they'll be in it at the end. And I was shifting gears completely in USL. A new team has been announced. That is FC Cincinnati, uh, who, when they got announced, I mean, social media was a buzz for them. Um, this, is, this is a huge addition to USL. team looks like it has a lot of money. They've announced that John Harks, U.S. Men's National Team legend, will be coaching for this team. And, uh, and, and this is a new I, – I, look, just, just from my outside perspective – 
I got to say, if if you're from Cincinnati, you have to be pretty excited about this. This looks kind of like a has has a lot of good hype around it. No, for sure. I mean, it's uh, you know, Ohio. When you think about Ohio, I mean, yeah, obviously you have the Columbus Crew there. Uh, I know Cleveland. Cleveland's had USL representation. Dayton, Dayton Dutch Flyers, but I think Cincinnati's the city that that could definitely handle a, a team and USL with the way USL is growing. I mean, I think it's huge. It's huge for, for them to have it and heart and, and for John Harks, you know, he's a guy who, who, who's really, you know, been waiting for an opportunity to be a head coach. And uh, he's been waiting a while. He's been waiting a while and, and, and hasn't had that chance yet, but here he is. He's going to have that opportunity in the USL to show what he can do uh, to show that, that, you know, he, he deserves that opportunity. So I think that's going to be an interesting uh, aspect of this to see how he, develops as a coach and how he does and if he if he thrives as a coach then i i think you're gonna see 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 the line uh, of interested teams uh, come calling all right Ivis, now it's time for a little sbiq and a remember everyone you can always ask us questions on twitter use hashtag ask the sbi show it can be at any time of the week it can be at any time you always check it doesn't always have to be before we record a show pops in your head ask us on twitter ask the sbi show hashtag that first question comes from todd starker I was, he asks, please evaluate Columbus Crew's transfer moves. Good moves for the money. Keep them in the hunt. Uh, I mean, they're still in the hunt. I mean, obviously, they, they, they're going to be a top four team, I think, in the in the East. Uh, are the were the moves enough to put them make them a title contender? That's tough. That's a tough one to call, you know, because I mean, how, how much do we really know about these guys? I mean, obviously, Cedric Mabwati. Is a guy who there was a lot of hype in, in the winter when he, when they when they first kind of completed that deal, and that we'll see what he brings to the table. Uh, I think the the Argentine center back Gaston Saro, the six foot three center back, he's one uh, I'm curious to see. Is he good enough to step in uh, and be a starter for them? Because I think they could use a bit of an upgrade. Uh, and obviously, he's a guy. You know, he's he was at FC Basel. Uh, he was with Catania. So I mean, he, he's a guy who's got a little pedigree. He's he's a guy who in theory. You bring him in, you bring him in the start. So you know we'll, we'll see how how he steps in and adapts. But are they going to win the league? I I wouldn't say that, but I think I think they they've done enough to keep themselves in the top four in the East. Next question comes from Andrew Abernathy. Why are Sean Johnson and Bill Hamid still in Major League Soccer? No foreign teams want these guys. Hard to learn anything, but <laughs> blank stop in here. <laughs> No, he meant shot stopping. I think it was a typo. Yes, it was. But he put it. <laughs> That's his question, though, Ivis. You're such a kid. I know. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, Sean Johnson hasn't had a good year. I mean, I, that that's the, before we get caught up in his Superman performance on Sunday against Philly. Uh, he hasn't had a good year, and uh, I think from that standpoint, that probably helped diminish his prospects as far as the international move. As far as Bill Hamid goes, I mean, I think Bill Hamid could move overseas if he wanted to. Uh, the question is, does he want to? I mean, he signed a new deal with DC United, which surprised me a bit. It surprised me that he would sign that when he's about to finish. You know, I think this was the last year of his deal. So if he had finished out his this, if he had finished out the deal, then he could have gone into into January and 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 moved on a free transfer. And I think he would have had a, a good number of opportunities with that. So I, I think you know I'm not going to sit here and say it was a mistake for him to sign re-sign with DC, but I was a little surprised by that. Let's just say that. But I think if you're asking me, I'd say in the next two years I could see I absolutely see Hamid moving. I'm not as sure about Johnson just because I think he needs to since he I think he needs to have a really good year in the league to kind of re reboost his stock. I mean it, it, games like the one in Philly are nice and all, but you need to show consistency to really attract attention from clubs. Tyler from ECU asks, will Jason Christ be undone by having to make the high profile names fit when the other players uh, like Puku might be more effective? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question. Uh, he Here's the thing. I, I don't think anyone should sit there and act like, oh, Jason Christ uh, is in a situation that he wasn't expecting to be in. I mean, he knew when he took that job, he didn't have complete control, uh, complete call on, on on the roster. I mean, there's a technical director, obviously Claudio Reyna, and obviously you have the the, the overseers, the the the, the deep pocketed owners there, uh, who are going to have input. So I mean, if if Christ, if Christ honestly believed that he would have kind of full control and full decision making power on that team, uh, then he was he was I think he was a little misguided there. But I, I don't I don't I don't think he thought that. 
Uh, I think he knows his role. He knows his job, and his job is to take the players that he's given and mold a, a winning team. And, and and I think the pieces are there for him to do that. And there are some tough decisions to make. There are going to be some. I mean, when you look at guys like Poku and McNamara who are playing great, but then you have also obviously all these names. You have Lampard. You have uh, Pirlo. You have Mixdiscarud. What do you do with Mixdiscarud? Uh, and then you also have crisis guys as well. I mean, Grabovoy, uh, Bellucci did well earlier in the year. You know, he's done well through the year. So, you know, these are good problems to have. But it still comes back to that defense because I'm sure he's going to figure out the midfield situation. I'm sure he's going to figure out how to get Poku on the field. Uh, but the defense, man, he needs to sort that 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 back line out because it's been a train wreck. And uh, they they've obviously added some pieces that they're hope, hoping will will stabilize things. But it, you know, the DC game is a good start, but. We need to see three or four weeks of that before we start thinking. Okay, they're 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 out of the they're out of the trouble. Next question comes from Mark Peter Detweiler. What's Juan Agudelo have to do to get back to his best? Also, when does Harrison Ship get a U.S. Men's National Team call up? Is he even there yet? Uh, well, <laughs> sorry. What was the first part of that? He wants to know when your boy Juan Agudelo will get back to his best. That's a good. Everyone would love to know that. I mean, I I feel like uh, I don't think I'm alone in 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 feeling like this year's been a weird one for him. You know, he 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 gets himself a call up in June. He didn't really do much with it, and he obviously didn't get himself onto the Gold Cup team, and he hasn't really, you know, taken charge with the Revs. I mean, I think Charlie Davies uh, has been the top for has been the better forward for them. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Agudelo. I, I don't know if it's if he's in a what the, what his funk is. Is he's in a funk? I mean, he scored a goal today, which I think is good, uh, good, good for him. But we have yet. I have yet. I don't think we've seen anywhere close to his best uh, this year. So if, if we do now, now if he kind of hits that stride and if he does start to play like you know people expected him to play, then that changes things for New England because then you're talking. Him and Davies, and then Lee Wynn and and Bunbury, then they're they're that transforms them, I think, because I think I think you know Davies playing well is one thing, Lee Wynn playing well is one thing, but if you add Agadello at his best, that's a whole you're talking something altogether different. Next, oh, I'm sorry, final question comes from Raul, who wants to know when will Sebastian Legit get a U.S. Men's National Team call up? Uh, it might be a little early. I mean, I think January. You want to start looking at looking forward, looking ahead to January. I mean, he's done. He's been off to a great start. I mean, there's no denying that he's played great. Uh, but I feel like it's a little early to to start talking about him for now for September or October. Uh, and I think once you get to you know the, toward the later part of this year, I don't, I don't, I think it's a little early. But I think by January, the January camp would be a great opportunity uh, to take a look at him. But I think he's on that track. I mean, when you look at his age. Um, you know he's young. He's he's someone that you know Klinsman. You know he sees he sees what he's doing with LA, and he's been outstanding for them. So I think it's going to happen. I just don't know if it's going to happen this soon. You also didn't answer the Harrison Ship question, Ivis. When's he going to get called up? Uh, you know he's got qualities. I'm not going to deny that. I like him as a player. I've liked him since he came into the league. Uh, there's there are some questions about how he fits into a team. Uh, when you want to talk about the international level, about be, being a two way player. There are some question marks there about his work rate. I mean, I think he is someone who is a bit of a liability uh, defensively. I mean, it's it's all well and good to, to get into the attack and kind of create chances. But, you know, on the international level, you have to be an elite caliber player to for a team to be able to carry you as a defensive kind of uh, void. Uh, and I think there are some questions about that with Ship. So I think he still needs to work on some things. Um, so I, I would say, I mean, again, he's another guy for January – uh, if he can figure that out, if he can start to show himself as as someone who who gives you uh, the two way the two way work, um, but for right now, I think it's a little early. All right, Evis. With that, it ends today's SBI show. I, I know we took two weeks off, and uh, there was a lot, but you know, for the most part, we don't want to overwhelm everyone. And you know, I, I thought Evis, we did a good job giving everyone their due for missing the last two and a half weeks. Yeah, you know, we're working our way back in. We're like Pirlo, you know, when he's arriving in MLS. We're gonna, we're gonna, you know, it's not gonna be pretty. It's not gonna be great at first, but we'll show that the magic will return to SBI to the SBI show soon enough. So, you know, 
I don't know about you. I'm I'm in mid season form, so I don't know what you're I don't know what you're talking about. Well, well, your level, you know, your level is different than mine. (laughs) Yeah, it takes me a while to get back to my. That's what happens when you get old, man. Takes you a long time to do a lot of things. My DP level is 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 a little tougher to get to than your. Your uh, you know, minimum salary league, level. League minimum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I'm on, I'm on veteran league minimum though. Your development, your development, developmental roster spot. Player. No way, no way. <laughs> I'm on veteran league minimum, so you know. Sixty, sixty k. Yeah, at least. So you're to, you're you're like you're Tommy McNamara and I and I'm Pirlo. I guess is that what it is? Mac, hey, I'll take McNamara. The guy's a boss. I'll take Pirlo. I'll take Pirlo. Yeah, mm. there you go. Mm. Mm. Is we'll Pirlo right. that cool? Mm, I don't know. Yeah, he is that cool. <laughs> yes, he is. No pillow, no party. And as as the people people in the league say, no Ivis, no party. So there you go. That's not true. I've heard people can party without you. I don't know, man. I heard you know I didn't go to the All Star game. I heard people were you know like, oh, what's going on? They didn't know what to do with themselves. But, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> there you go. I'm nah, sure I'm it was the worst experience ever for everyone. Nah, sorry. Yeah, I'll be I'll be at MLS Cup so everyone can. Can, can enjoy themselves again. It'll be easy, man. I'll just drive over to LA. It'll only take a few hours. <laughs> so Ooh. you're putting LA in MLS. Hey, entirely possible. I know. Entirely possible. I know. All right, Ivis. With that, I'll let you go. You enjoy the week. I'll chit chat with you later. And uh, and uh, and you take care of yourself, man. Get back in the grind from vacation. Yes, we will be back. Let's try to knock out a few shows. Yes, I completely agree. As everyone, thank you for listening to the show. If you feel so kind, give us a review on iTunes. Thank you for the comments as well. That is Ivis Glarsep. I am Gary Cleverly. This is the SBI Show.